It looks like another legend was made, Joe, over the weekend. You hate to see it, but I guess we have to discuss it. We'll be back after this. Hello, my name is Ilya Orlov, coach of the University of Toronto Varsity Blues, and you're listening to the Football Weekly Podcast with Joe and Reggie. As we mentioned, as I mentioned earlier, Joe, it looks like uh, we're never gonna, I'm never going to get away from this legend talk. So let's just recap the Champions League final, get it out of the way, and push it aside. Well, uh, obviously, we're talking about uh, City's victory over uh, Inter on the weekend. Um, yeah, you know, this is... We like to blow things up, and we like to have the man of the hour, person of the hour, woman of the hour. Or a year. Yeah, a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, the game that me and you expected, I thought you and I expected Inter to be more than competitive. They were. Um, and I thought they were fantastic in the game, in moments. And to be fair, uh, they looked like the more dangerous team. In a, in a lot of the second half, a lot of parts of the second half, of course, Rodri scoring in the second half. But, you know, um, I thought Hinter was fair, fair value in terms of could have easily been ahead and, and could have easily won the game. Well, I think I was saying to everybody who would, who would listen at our, at our own soccer game that Inter had more chances to win the game than, than Man City did. Yeah, um, clear-cut chances, yeah. The the DeMarco, I mean, I f you feel bad for Lukaku. Takes the brunt of not scoring and all the stuff that, um, you know, one of the guys on the team made a comment. He wears number 90 because he, need ni he needs 90 chances to score or 99, whatever number he is. So just to get in the way of that, is, I don't think there's much he could have done to get out of the way of that. DeMarco header, but the header that he had one-on-one -on -one with Ederson, he has to score I think that's fair. I think that's more than fair. The the one where he gets blocked, he, he can't get out of the way that fast. No. And to be fair, a lot of the Man City players were right there. They probably would have cleared it off the line. Yeah, but yeah the one the header is the one. And of course, you know, yeah. that's the one that we're looking at because I don't think you know Ederson knew anything about the save to tell you the truth. So no. that's the one he's got to score. And um, you know, it seems from that like Inter was coming in waves. We we had highlighted Demarco. Before the um, the game, and uh, true to form, he he absolutely uh, performed, you know, to a level that is worthy of a Champions League final. And um, I, I, you know, like there's a lot of names being bandied about with a big move to a Premier League. I, I, to me, Demarco was a guy that I would be absolutely knocking the door down for. Not only because of his Champions League performance, but throughout the year, he's been very very good. So many ways he affects the game. So many ways. Where did he come from, Joe? Um, somebody asked me where, where did he just popped up on the scene for Inter, or where did he come from? So he was with Inter last year as well. Um, mm -hmm. Again, had a really good year last year. Um, he was uh, an Inter product, I think, as as a youth player, and I think he had a great season, I believe, at Verona, where he was on loan, and then he came back, and um, yeah, has been fantastic, hasn't he? He's been yeah, electric. He looked really good. It's probably the first time I've seen him. I know, <clears throat> like you said, he's been playing for Inter for the last couple of seasons, but I don't really watch 
went to her like that. Um, but yeah, it was. You mentioned him last week. It was a guy to look out for. So I looked out. Um, I looked at it. Uh, um, I watched him during the game, and it's a, it's a guy that I, I'm surprised I haven't heard more about this guy. So um, yeah, I, I thought he did a, a great job this year, Reggie. Sorry to interrupt you there. Um, I thought he did a great job of if you say that you know if we say if we would say that he replaced Perisic, yeah, you know on the left side and 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 really is you know in Inzaghi's traditional three five two or three you know with playing with wing wing backs. Uh, I thought he more than did it. I mean, he takes free kicks. Uh, he, you know, he's good at taking somebody on. Gets very good crosses, as you saw. And he can hit a ball and gets involved, even with late runs in the box. And aggressive tackles. I mean, I'm really describing a Premier League-type player, if you look at it. So, uh, yeah, very impressive. Uh, for me, he was lights out. I think in yeah. Credit before we get to even like the capital legend stuff, which okay, but that Inzaghi's you know did a really good job of preparing the game and you had the team doing well, so he deserves a lot of credit for that. Well, it's something that I didn't think I would see them playing as open and loose and pressing, and I, I didn't think I would see that. And I think that kind of surprised Man City as well. I think, um, thought, um, <clears throat> it was going to be a typical Italian team performance where you're going to sit back and hope for a counter, but. They were pressing and, and 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 getting about the field, so I was I was I was surprised to see it. And I mean, I think it I think it kind of shocked shocked Man City a little bit that they that they came out and played like. Yeah, and this is what what confused me. If you know, I, I was saying it to you even on the chat on one of our group chats. There, I said they're not going to sit back, and they did. You saw, I, I did it just uh, Inzaghi coaching coach teams don't. Just he set back there. Like, I know we like to lump everybody together. And, um, you know, we say, uh, you know, uh, the Italian teams play this way. Well, mm. yeah, traditionally. But which ones? Like, which which types? And, you know, um, yeah. Italian teams don't. Um, you know, um, AC Milan traditionally didn't in the Champions League. So these are groups that you know for the most part yes a lot of italian teams defend this this is not the case anymore and zaghi that's not in his dna did they uh you know a lot of coaches that i follow and and maybe they say this to him you know you have to learn you got to be good when you're suffering in a game because you're going to be under and i think that that embodies inter the inter always is in games that's you know i watched them a lot this year and of course they've you know undone my team Obviously, he came to the Champions League final. Um, they know how to suffer well, and when they suffer, they're not in a lot of trouble. And um, I don't think they suffered a lot in this game, Reggie. That, that's what I, I don't, don't think, think they were suffering at all. You know? I mean, like you said, they should have won, Joe. They should have won. Yeah, and, and I think um, you know the quality of this. Kevin De Bruyne once again gets hurt in the final and leaves. Couldn't finish the game. Just, you know, we're staying in the fast. Another, another final. Right, early days and early on in the game. Uh, Erling Holland did not have a very good game. You know, Acherby got a lot of credit for shutting him down, but Holland was very effective. And this speaks to the depth part. The depth part is yeah, Phil Foden comes in and plays one of the best games we've seen all year from him. Again, because Phil Foden hasn't featured as much, right? 
Bernardo Silva is, we know him by now, fantastic. And, and, and you know, so the quality comes through and Rodri comes through with the goal. So I, this, to me, speaks to what we said about this lineup, this roster, this depth, this depth of, of star, uh, of depth of players who can make the difference is staggering. So even when you were not on, all right, Reg, you're going to find a way to be in it and, and, and solve, um, you know, the problem that's in front of you. And they did. And, and, and they didn't do it with what many people had thought they would, right? They were going to be stellar. It was going to be three, four, five, nothing. No. You know, and we said on the show that Inter is the type of team that can cause a lot of problems. And not only because they can defend. They went forward and they tried to play their brand. Right. right. Well, you bring up Holland and it's – when I was watching him, when I was watching – I watched him specifically in the game. Um, I think Inter's defense played him – like you play a player like that, which is you got to play him physical. When when a player like Holland, a physical striker like that, I, I liken him to Costa and Drogba, those the physical strikers that you know. And in, 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 in putting my team into it, when our defense came up against those two, Drogba and Diego Costa, it was they're shrinking violets against them. Those guys could do whatever they wanted to our defense. They were bullying us, and we had nobody to stand up to to, to those two. But I think it's it's um, when um, I think it was a, a Cherby and um, yeah. who, was the, who was the other guy at the back? Bastoni. Yeah, yeah. They're all physical defenders. They they want that physical physicality in in the game. They yeah. you know they want to bump and and and, and yeah. push and pull and and fight. So. When you run up into a striker, when you run up to defense like that, it's not going to be easy for the striker. So I don't know if that's something that Haaland needs to, to to realize when he comes up against defenders that don't want any part of him. I think that's when he shines most. But, I mean, he's still young, but, I mean, he's got to get that killer instinct against guys that aren't going to be afraid of him too, right? Yeah, I, I think those are valid points and good points, a good analysis there on, you know, the exact situation that was happening with early Holland in the game. And I agree. And, and the defense and the defenders – were up for the task, and you know, obviously, it was a, a tactic that was, you know, um, highlighted and it was demonstrated in the game. Uh, I think um, back to the the tactics of the game and how it went. Pep Guardiola was saying in an interview with Alex Del Piero, um, an Italian the zone, or and it doesn't matter, but you know, he said, you know, this wasn't the city um, that you know we saw all year. At times, uh, we saw a city. This is Del Piero saying, you know, you, this is the greatness of this strength of squad and or that you found a way to, to solve the problem, which you did in the end. And, you know, Pep was very open about, he did not expect um, Chattanooga, Hakan to, to be in those positions and to get beyond Rodri and be ahead of Rodri um, and, and kind of be beating him. Right. And, and so on. And ahead of that line. And so on, they thought it was going to be Brozovic. So there, it was great of him as a great analysis you know, and he said that was causing them problems because they were looking, he was beating them and then looking to play. And I, I think, you know, there's the perfect example of the defense through offense and controlling the game. And right. if I would have told you that the inter midfield was a little better in a lot of parts of this game in the city midfield, you would have said, you're crazy. Right. Before the game. Think, yeah. Before the game, before the game, as it went on, as you know, and we noted that finals take on a um, 
an identity of their own, don't they, Reg? And it did. It did. What we expect doesn't always happen. No one expected a 3-3 final in the World Cup final with those two teams and, and so on. So uh, it's credit to Inter. I, again, Man City won. We're going to talk about that. And, and they deserve their credit in some ways. Reggie will talk on that. Mr. Um, credit. Yeah. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, this, 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 this notion that you know, um, they like this. There's no Cinderella about this. This Man City is should be winning the Champions League, right? They should be doing this. They should be lifting these trophies based on not only the amount of money they spend, but who they have in the squad and who they bought with that money. And again, Phil Foden came into the game for Kevin De Bruyne, right? And most teams don't have that. 99.9% of teams don't have that. PSG, Real Madrid. Okay. PSG, Real Madrid. So, yeah, those, those teams are, that's three teams right. out of how many, Joe? Bayern Munich, and still not to the level of the player for player. Julian Alvarez, Riyad Mahrez, just to name a few, didn't see those guys did, Those guys didn't even lace their, didn't put their shin pads on. Right. Like this, and, and you know, I was saying this to someone today. Um, Inter played very well without Lautaro Martinez playing very well. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 very true. I think uh, I was speaking to our resident Inter fan after our game on Monday. And, um, he was kind of disappointed with uh, Lautaro Martinez' performance. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's one of your that's one of your star players. You know, he didn't. I don't think he did that badly. There's one, maybe one instance where he could have squared a ball and decided to take a shot at a bad angle. He's a striker. He's going to shoot. I, I, I guess I don't have a problem with that. But I didn't think he did that. Played that poorly. But they were. But he was. He was very, very upset with his. Well, I, I think it's because of what we've seen from Inter and their success throughout the year that it's been based on. Like the turnaround, if we say it's been two months or so, it's been. Very, very uh, not dependent, but it's been. Um, Carl Martinez had a lot to do with it. Let's let's put yeah. it that way in his play, yeah. and whoever he was playing with the striker position. Of course, you know we know that he has the ability to drop in and do those things. We had noted about you know him being very very similar to uh, Julian Alvarez, Julian Alvarez. So that was that was shocking to me. That if we got a game, if you're an Inter fan and you're looking at, you got a game that was even a bit, just a bit better than average from Lautaro, then this could have went a different way. So I, that's what I was disappointed in, in terms of that. Uh, it looked like City, to me, was – they couldn't believe – I don't want to say this. And I know they respected the opponent. I don't think they can believe that they were in a game. I thought they didn't expect to be in a game that long. They thought that something would break, and, and it didn't. Yeah, until, well, until the second half uh... – as I came out to Rodri, but yeah, I, I I totally agree. They were looking for a, a different type of game. You're for, for two weeks, you're listening to, and I know coaches and uh, even Pap would come in and say, you know, don't don't listen to the pundits or what the papers are saying. It's going to be slaughter. There's that, you know, there's trouble. Blah blah blah. Don't read that and let's go out and play our game. But I don't think there's no there's no way the coaching staff was. I no, I don't I don't think anybody I know was expecting that kind of. No, maybe I, I think. Maybe. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, we, well, we said, I mean, we did say that we thought Inter would play. Yeah. Um, I think I've used a lot of that in the week. I thought 
too are leading up to it saying, you know, Italian teams are comfortable at 0 0. It's like they're up 1 yeah. 0. I think he knew that Inzaghi was not going to just sit back. He knows he, they, they study these tendencies. And to be fair, Inzaghi, uh, there's a connection too with um, Italian influence uh, on the city staff and one of the assistants and so on. There, there's stuff there that, you know, that they know that Inzaghi played a modern type of game. And especially in the next the last two months, and you know, we we spoke spoke to the pressure, and maybe Inter would not have played that maybe wide open. I'm not saying they played you know floodgates, but yeah. you know they played a little bit more open than, than we thought because of the what we spoke about a lack of pressure on them, right? right? And there was no expectation for them to win, so you can go out and you know right. uh, save face and do that. But you know, we know, right? Like you're at that point where yes, you you you've conquered the the that barrier of, okay, you're in the game. You're not just going to get blown out. Well, let's try to win this. And that's what I saw with Inter. I really thought I was saying it. Equalizer's coming, equalizer's coming, right? Because I thought it was coming. I really thought that it was coming. I thought it was a few more minutes. They, they go, and then, of course, Ederson makes a big save. In the oh, end, yeah, at the end, off Gosens, I think it was, with the header. Right? So yeah. and I thought that was something I wish I would have saw earlier if you're, you know, just a neutral um, Golson's being introduced a little earlier. I thought that was a great move having Golson's and DeMarco on that left side, you know. And, and there's the there's the the you know the versatility of DeMarco too. Played in the back three, right? Um, in the three of the back three, and still able to get forward. Of course, the game, you know, you're down with nothing. You're going to push that way. But he, he and Golson's, I thought, again, outnumbering guys. And players on that left side, Gosen's putting in some good balls, and you would have liked to see some more of those situations where they were outnumbering um, Inter in that, or, or sorry, City in that area. Mm. And, and it looked like a City team that was relieved, right, Reggie? I don't know what your thoughts on that. They looked relieved. Yes, they looked like they had a lot of fun, aka Jack Grealish. But <laughs> like, do you, did you get that sensation that yes, of course they were happy, but it looked like a relief kind of thing? I think the last ten minutes of that game. Um, much as whatever you want to say about Lukaku, I think he changed sort of the attack that um, that Inter was bringing as well. Um, but I think the last ten minutes of the game, most definitely, they were they were waiting for that whistle to blow because you know they were under extreme pressure. Even like you just said, the very last kick of the game, the Golson's header. I mean, one lack of one lack of concentration on that header, a turned head, that's in the net, right? Ninetieth minute, so. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think City was relieved to hear the the players, especially. I think I see I see, see Pep Guardiola on his knees and asking the the, the, um, the yeah. fourth official the time, and so I think, yeah, I think for sure they were relieved. Most coaches do that, but not at the magnitude that uh, you can see it changing a little bit. Joe, another five, six, seven minutes, and I think I think Inter scores. So, yeah, I, I I think that's a valid point. I mean, you know, they were, you know. At the end of the day, yes, it's about getting the final result. But you, I think we could see the the amount of pressure that was on them. Yeah. Right, Reggie. Like this, yeah. if you if you know if this is next year or the year after, even if it's you know, next year they don't make it, you know, you can see them playing maybe a little bit more of their way. I think it's it's a point to be noted that you know Pep's tried to play his you know a certain style and so on like that. Uh, he's had to adapt, you know, and he talked about it too in that same interview. He talked about being you know. Does, what he's doing is still the same, and he says that. You know, he has his ideas, but we see it. We see it, right? We see it, and you adapt to the players that you have. You went out and got Erling Holland to have a true number nine, right? 
and to learn the error of your ways of going with the false line. Yes, that works, but not all the time. And it works in different methods and different ways. So he had to adjust. Yeah, in my view, he had to adjust. Yeah. And, and that game was, you know, yeah, it's the mark of a true team. And when I mean team, I mean the squad depth was this was what did it. I mean, that squad, you know, so uh, the pep, you know, I know this much was made about pep because, you know, he is that star manager type. Um, the thing that I really liked that I saw, and this is where um, the, the plan to like do different things is what I like. And Reggie, you've always said it. Well, you know, he has all this money and, and these uh, quality players. That cannot be disputed. If we're going to dispute that, then it's really, we're just, you know, we want to have fun, I think, with anybody. So mm -hmm. that can't be disputed. Mm. My always, my argument always to you, and of course I respect Reggie a lot, his opinion, but we have to disagree on stuff or else this wouldn't be, you know, a, a good dialogue. Um, it's it's what he does with what he has. Now, Reggie will go back to he has the most. True. Putting someone like John Stones in midfield, I thought that was something that is so underrated or isn't underrated, but I, that's one of the things I think the credit has to come from like that. I don't know, what are your thoughts on that, Reggie? Well, I was shocked to see Stones playing there. And for me, Joel, that's he was the man of the match. He was excellent in that role. Wow. And it's probably the first time I've ever seen him play that role. Now, I don't know. He's done it in the last month and a half, right, Reggie? I've seen him do it I, this year. Yeah. I don't watch City. Well, especially, the, I know, and, and I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. I wouldn't be watching him either last I don't month, watch City, so I don't know if he's been playing that role know, like right? that. But he was... I, when, yeah. he, when I saw him pop up in the midfield, he was too high up the field. I mean, why why is your center back all the way up there? And yeah. it's just he was ex Joel. He was ex. I always made I always ripped John Stones. I, I I never viewed him as a as a top defender, but watching him in that game, he was the man of the match for me. If for men, if I had to pick someone off Man City, he was the man of the match. Wow. He was excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And it's shocking yeah. coming from me, believe me, but I I call it, I call it. As I see it, if it's true, it's true. It, yeah. So yeah, and and I think that's for me, Reggie. The where I'll get the credit, like give the credits, right? Give the credit to Pep Guardiola's. Yeah, he did he saw that? And and I think again, you know, we've said it even five times even within the conversation I have. You can have pieces. It's what you do with them. He never. Pep says some stuff that pisses people off. I get it. I understand that. I get it. Um, you know, he he has all the tools every tool that has disposal. Um, it's what you do with them. I think doing that with stones was, was a big thing. It's, it's creative. It's going. And again, you'll say it too. Well, if you have all those players, you can be creative. No doubt. No doubt. And I think that was such a good thing. I think it's going to, you know, I think it's going to benefit a lot, Reggie. I know other people have said this. Mm. England. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Academy. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny, right? How about this? So he buys Calvin Phillips, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't play in that role at all. Didn't yeah. play. I have John Stones in there. So if yeah. you're the England manager, mm -hmm. like, I mean, you play Callum Phil. I saw Callum Phillips got called up. Like, why would you not play John Stones in there now? Yeah, but you're talking about Gareth Southgate. Nothing he does makes, makes a whole bunch of sense. <laughs> he has the ability, he has the opportunity, sorry, not the ability, the opportunity to go watch other coaches experiment in with his players. Yeah. That he can watch and say, you know what? If I was Gareth Southgate, I'm putting John Stones in the role that he played for Man yeah. City. 
No, no, there's no, there's no yeah. question. And then I'll find another defender. There's so many defenders yeah. out there to pick from. Uh, Tomori's yeah. still waiting for for his call up, right? He he can he can play there. Ben White can play there. If you're still yeah. if you still want to force Harry Maguire to play, that's one of those. There's three right there that you can move uh, yeah. that that allow you to move stones into that that midfield role. But it's Gareth Southgate, so I don't know. He probably put him in net. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is that did he kind of do? <laughs> Did he kind of do this with even like, you know, Javi Martinez at, at, uh, he, he, see, he did it the other way, right? Reggie, he took, he's taken cent central midfielders and put them at center back, right? Like Mescherano and, and, and Javi Martinez. Yes. Right. Well, yeah, I think if you're, if you're, if you're a center back, you know what the, the, what the run, the forward runs that you hate are, you yeah. know how to, you know how to defend. To, to what you want your defensive midfield, how you want them to shield you. So if you're a center back and you move into that role, you already know what you're I agree. not to do and what to do and to help the back and even help the front, right? So putting a defense, putting a defender in that role is that's probably the only way you can really go. You can't put a can't put a, a midfielder in defense, but you can put a defender into the midfield for sure. But yeah, but again, he did it with Mascherano and Javi Martinez went the other way, right. but. Again, but but I agree with you. Like doing it with doing it with John Stones and his uh, profile and as a player was mm -hmm. incredible because we always yeah. said that he had good. If his best attribute as a center back, when the center back was just, was playing out of the back of his feet, right? Maybe the other stuff wasn't his best. Was it bad? No, but it wasn't his best. His best attributes are playing, right? So yeah. it was just a, it was good to see. Like it was again creative, innovative, and so on. But I don't think it was him. I don't think it was him more of playing in the midfield. I think he was a center back that stepped up into the midfield because he was back defending still when they were defending. Oh, yeah. He was back defending. So I think it was just you know it's one of those it's one of those things that you see it all over the leagues, all over the teams now that that defender steps up. You you see it on Arsenal. I know uh, Arteta's the student, uh, but you see it on Arsenal. Our our, our one of our defenders uh gabriel magalese he's at the top of the other team's 18 yard box at most times no, yeah and, and again what I, I go back to it is that's it's modern football right it's modern football like the, right right you know it's, it's it's where it's it used to be just outnumbering opponents in wide areas now you're trying to outnumber opponents in midfield yeah and i spoke about that again in uh the um the interview as well that i was you know quoting or talking about is you know that's where they that's part of his overall philosophy that's always going to be the same and he says it, that that's what he said. because the philosophy will always be the same in terms of high press mm. outnumbering uh, in the middle and, and looking to play so again few things change but the philosophy is there but and was to me it was yes okay boring first half boring um but interesting because of the tactics Right. And um, we know that Pep's a top manager. Obviously, many people say the best, whatever. But I think this was fair dues to Inzaghi that he, you know, showed why his qualities. The, why, why, why is he the best manager? No, I'm saying what people might say, right? They would say he's the best manager. Him and, you know, like the two, like, you know, who, I mean, Nagelsmann's and Tuchel's before. I know they had rough years. Ancelotti's, you know. And so I'm talking about this era, you know, right now. But, you know. Uh, I'm not saying Inzaghi's in the mix for the best, but he showed as a top manager for me. Like I thought, 
on the big stage, this could have been kind of one certain way. And he did. He has his ways of play. You know, and, and this is what I hope more fans would do is like take a look at it. You know, it's a team that you know obviously broke my heart. It's the biggest problem. You know, I gotta give them credit. You know, he's yeah. done a great job. And Zagi's done an amazing job. And I'm I'm glad in terms of he gets another chance at it. You know, there was two months ago. Um, lots of talk of him being exonerated, you know, and uh, being gone because, you know, they were struggling. And then they went in these last two months where they really, really um, solidified themselves as a top team. And for me, for a lot of people, the odds on favorite to win Serie A next year and maybe, you know, give a, another deep run. You know what I'm saying? Go to the final, like, go on run champions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's – and it's it's a telling fact as well that um, I think you had three teams in the fi- European finals, three Italian teams in the European finals between Fiorentina, Roma, and uh, Inter Milan. We're seeing uh, we're seeing Syria come back into prom- prominence, even though we don't have a Juve to watch anymore. <laughs> I think I think uh, I, I think, and I forgot to mention last week, uh, Liao resigned with uh, with. Uh, Simo, right? You thought for sure he was gone. Yeah. So again, I, I kind of uh, the biggest piece of information there is yeah. So Liao is of course resigned. Um, signed somewhere near like it'll be like seven million a year over five years or four years. Um, the most important thing I think for a lot of Milan fans is um, signing a deal with a hundred and seventy-five million dollar release clause. Yeah. I think so I can see there's three teams that can pay. Right. So. And one of the teams know, might lose their best player next season. Well, you know, you think like is PSG going to be in on this, right? It's like, no, yeah. Pape, Pape leaves and. You know, because it looks Pape. like the dom- what's it, I guess it's a nice leeway into our next thing, right? But the, 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 the dominoes are what? Uh, Mbappe to Real. Leal, yeah. Neymar, Neymar back to Barca. Right, you know, I've been reading a lot of, you know, in, huh? in dream world. Oh, sorry, go ahead, right? No, say it again. What'd you say? So, because I've been living in dream world or nightmare land, okay, you know, mm-hmm. being let go, and oh, of course, yeah. back wow. to and back to like you know, free transfers and being you know, a fiscally financial, uh, sorry, financially, fiscally, or whatever that's a thing nowadays. Uh, so. It's going to be financial uh, Garbage. So uh, let's, let's, So that was nightmare. But about Dreamland. So Dreamland is this. You know, Kylian Mbappe, huge AC Milan fan that has been saying a lot of stuff in the last few days, right? So it's like, imagine Dreamland, right? So that is clearly 1,000% Dreamland. I read something that was pretty funny. It said, perfect. He'll be here when he's 38 and finish his career. Yeah. <laughs> but Joe, if you were to get Mbappe, the album no. Mbappe together, I don't know, man. That's... Reggie, if, if AC Milan <laughs> were to land Mbappe, this hair would be whatever color you want for a year. <laughs> okay, Sorry. let me write let me write that down. Joel will dye his yeah. hair any color I want for yeah. a year. Done. Like it's great that he's a fan and he's I'm a fan. You know, he talked because he talked about the Champions League final. He says, and as a fan of AC Milan, you know, I have to admit that interest. So I'm like, God, I kept going on about his love for it, but and again, what era would he love them in? Well, what's Reggie's name on this here? If you look at it, right? It's the Ronaldinho era. It's you know even before that, but I mean, Kaká, but part of it. So, uh, yeah. So I guess 
Right. All that. So Drew's his boy, I guess. I guess Drew and him are boys. I don't know, but. Dale Hernandez. Dale Hernandez. Yeah, Joe. Hey, man. Stranger things have happened. Pep Guardiola won a Champions League, so strange things can happen, right? So, Ooh, he won a, you mean he won a Champions League with City, Rich? Uh, he, he didn't win one at Bayern, did he? No. Did Barcelona and uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he won a cha- okay. I should I shouldn't say Pep. I, I keep ripping on. Pep. I should say Manchester City won a champion. Stranger things. Yeah. Um, I I was gonna talk about Pep, but I'm I'm exhausted with that, with him. Me too. I, I think we've done him. City. Yeah. We've done City enough. I think and 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 Champions League. So yeah. you know, so, we're, so, we're gonna have to. Sh- so well, we'll shelve it for we'll shelve it for next year when. They get relegated, or um, the investigation happens. Still waiting for it if it ever comes through. But amazing things happening on this side of the of the pond. One of the best ever to do it. Debatable goats, greatest of all time. Whatever you want to say. Wow. I don't say it, but whatever. Ticket prices for games <laughs> involving Inter Miami have gone sky sky high through oh. the roof. We touched upon it a little bit last week, and we're talking about Lionel Messi to Inter Miami playing alongside our boy Kamal Miller. Amazing! I Just mean, amazing. amazing. <laughs> Kamal Miller's played amazing. beside Nani and uh, and Messi. He can say. Who do you think is the first player on that team to get a, to want a signed shirt? Yeah, it's it's Pasuelo. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, talking about Dreamland. I mean, this is where we're at, where the MLS is. You know, it's here. I mean, it's here. Like it's here. Like we know there are players now that you know this league has it right. It has it. It has the endorsements. It'll have. You know, the money and the the draw, the big cities like Miami, LA, and so on. And, and he's such attractive markets that, you know, this is now a reality. This is Lionel Messi. Okay. So, yeah, Lionel Messi being in MLS, like Reggie, in our wildest dreams, watching that team in 2007, do we ever think that Lionel Messi, one of the best players of all time, would be in our league? Like, this is insane. I think he's paving the way for the guy in Saudi league to come over too. I mean, I think, I think Ronaldo should have come to, to MLS, but I mean, again, you can't, can't fault his decision. He's probably making a trillion dollars a second over there. But yeah, I mean, they're attracting all the best players because they're paying them a hundred million dollars a year, which we never would have seen in, in, in any of the leagues that 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 can afford even the transfer for them. they would never make that so i mean I, I don't blame them we'll get your last big paycheck do whatever you want i mean the, i don't think the league is the league that competitive i don't watch saudi so i i'll be asking but just based off what i'm hearing and seeing i don't think it is i mean guys like benzema benzema is probably going to score 50 goals at, in, in that league but um I, I think what's happening in the MLS, and, and he got a nice deal, Messi, to come over. It's not just come over and play and make a little bit of money. I mean, he's set up for after his career too, right? 
Yeah, with part of the Apple subscription, I don't know, like money. Like, like nah. you're getting a piece of the Apple. You get you get first dibs on the next team that comes in. You got the you got the um the David Beckham deal, right? You got the David Beckham plus a hundred, right? It's yeah. it, it, it's I think it's be I mean, we're not the only ones to say, it, but it's game changing for the MLS. Like this is yeah. where the MLS maybe takes a step and becomes a top five league. Imagine that. Like, do you imagine that this is what we're talking about? And, and well, we have. He's going to attract a lot of the younger, even younger Argentinian players to come over, right? He's, he's going, going to attract sponsors, Reggie. Yeah. Sponsorship. You know, it's going to change the face of this league beyond, right? Above and beyond. So it's this league is is we've been saying this, and a lot of people have for years. It is, you know, we've been looking at the stadiums and they look the part. And now everything else is going to be the part. It's going to be it. You know, I can see this league becoming a top five league in the world in the next 10 years, maybe less. I'd say 10 years. I think I hear what you're saying, but I think you'd have to start getting guys like Messi a little maybe. earlier. Yeah, yeah. 28, 29 around there if yeah. you want it to be that type of league. Because it's still going to float yeah. over to League One or whatever, yeah. get the money from PSG and then on right the reason why i say it reggie i think it's and again i'm probably not the first one to say it so but i look at the, the crossover and you look at like what's happening in europe with with the huge following for the nba you know and you used to have a player come from uh, serbia like what or croatia or in france or you know dare i say you know an african player who moved to greece like this is, you know, I, it's very similar with the MLS. And I just think the viewership is so global and that, you know, we saw all these world football stars at, you know, NBA finals. And you might say, what's the big deal? Because they're the, the, the crossover, the, the, the shrinking of the world with social media and everything is, 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 is giving fodder to this. And, yeah, you're right, Reggie. they got to start coming over a little bit younger. And in their prime, and then maybe we see that because players still want to see it as where is the best place for them to challenge themselves. I do think it's coming. It's it's unbelievable that we are actually speaking of this. We said a guy, you know, a kid that we know and had on our show, and I know Kamal Miller playing on the same field, same field, how about same team, same dressing room? Same, there's that same training, same dinner, same, same bus, same everything. It's it's what we say all the time. We always take it back to what our why we did the show, which is is you know Canadian footy the scene and the Canadian footy the scene is part and parcel with MLS. So if we're saying that the MLS is going to be legitimized even more. I got news for you, and then hopefully the young kids that might listen to this or so on, there is a spot for you. Like you, you don't just think it's the kid in Brazil, of course, the kid in Argentina, the kid in France, the kid in. Germany, this could happen, right? So it's 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 beyond exciting. Yeah, well, look at even McNaughton out in Columbus, right? What was he? What was he playing? U U of T or where was he? Where was he playing? Yeah, yeah there we go. And, you know, again, you know, we, he got a got a got an opportunity at TFC, gets traded to Columbus, and now he's a starting yeah. center back there. So it could happen. It happens. There's different paths. There's different ways to get there. The first door slammed is an opportunity somewhere else, right? So. That's what we try to instill in all the all the kids that are watching right now, and that's what I think um, Canada soccer and even the even not going to get on my soapbox about this. Everybody knows how I feel about 
the way we have to watch our teams play. It's subscri subscription based when we should be, it should just be on normal TV so everybody can watch it. But anyway, I'm not going to get back into it. But I mean, yeah, I, uh, I think I, I'll bring it back to what you said about the NBA players going to the NBA finals. I, don't, I didn't see anybody sitting front row in Denver, but I definitely saw front row soccer players, Vinicius Jr., Neymar, all, all, all there in Miami. And I think, Miami. I, I, think Miami. I, I think, um, um, Messi yeah, had something places. to do with Messi has something to do with that. Right. So, and you think you think two places, right, Reggie? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Miami and LA, and I think those oh, are yeah. the markets yeah, because they're not even flocking to New York, right? You can see that. That's that's no. Even nobody goes to the yeah. nobody. Only only go to Nick games, right? So, um, I mean, yeah, LA and LA and. Uh, LA and Miami, those type of well, my, now Miami is going to be a destination. If you can afford tickets to go watch a Miami game, oh, I guess. I was talking to somebody today. I was today or yesterday. And they asked me like, if you know, if Messi was coming, would you go? I don't know. I would love to, but I don't know. Five hundred dollars and all the people that are going to be down there. I don't know, Joe. I don't know, but <laughs> first world well, problem. Yeah. Well, we mentioned this before. I think we're gonna. And get to uh, the three letters that we're going to end the show. Uh, oh. End the show. Sorry, is T F C. So, uh, three letters almost had three points. If I would have told you it would be a goalkeeping error and a huge gap that would cost you three points, I would have said, "No, nah, come on, it'll be something else." But that's essentially what it was, right? This battle, if we we're just going to talk about T F C again in in a winning position, dropping another two points. Well. I said it in a previous show. They average a win a month. I said, oh my God, they've already won already in June. They're going to win again. Met the quota. Met the quota. They're going to win it again. They're going to break it. This might be the start of, oh, Sean Johnson. Unbelievable so, mistake, Joe. Unbelievable. You were, oh, I can't believe it. And then, of course, two days later, it gets a Canadian, oh, sorry, a U.S. men's national team call up. Listen, I'm not here to crap on Sean Johnson. I still think that was a good signing and so on. But, Man, that was really heartbreaking, horrible mistake. You mentioned this though during during the game, and you were saying, "Hey, they're playing all right." And I watched it back. I'm like, "Yeah, they did. They did play a good game. The game, the performance was a lot better. I like mm -hmm. that." But unfortunately, here we're, we're in this same boat again. If you're a TFC fan and TFC player, where you're playing so much from so far behind, that have you? Is there going to come a point where there's 15 games left in the season, 10 games left, and we're already out of the playoff hunt? So as of now, they're not because everyone's kind of doing that. But, you know, TFC needs to start getting three points every game. What did you see was a difference, Joe? I think for me, there was one difference in that game that Bob Bradley made. Shocked that he even made it. That was to play uh, Bernadeschi underneath. Yeah, I like that um, too. Like stop like playing, stop playing him out wide. He's not, he's not a winger. He can do one thing from that and it's just cut in and it's easy. Yeah. I like, like that too. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think even when he was in Italy, a lot of people wanted to see him uh, play yeah, ten role, yeah? a little bit more underneath. Yeah, he did it a bit at Fiorentina before he like rose to that stardom. That you know, stardom. You know, rose to prominence where he went to made a big money move or a bigger move to Juve, and he played a little bit there in Juve. But the quality is there in Bernadeschi, absolutely. But yeah, I would love to see him make that role his for sure. Uh, you're right, Reggie. I like Javinko. Like a Javinko played underneath there, and then he grew, drifted wide and went to different. Basically, you know, you're one of our best players, if not the most, you know, 
dynamic or one of them with Larea and Insigne, right? And how about that Canadian guy in there? But, you know, have him be free and kind of play where he can get into those areas, get in those pockets and, and pick up the ball here and there to make things happen. So, yeah, I think that's a huge, huge, um, you know, tactical move that hopefully yeah. continues and it continues to bring, you know, uh, this group needs to be better. We know that in terms of points. Performance was better. It was nice to see Osario yeah. back in the mix. Full 90, too. All right, we see his value. And, uh, yeah, we need three points, though. Don't they need three points? Need some, start, need to start racking up some three points. So, yeah, so Reggie, what are I was going to mention something about TFC before we left, but I forgot what it was. And forget it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I forgot. It was about Bernadeschi. I think. I can't remember. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Go, let's go. <laughs> so, Reg, what's one? Um, let, let's give it this. So, let's, what's one transfer uh, silly season thing that you're looking out for in general, and then one for Arsenal? What do you think? So, one Arsenal, and one just general one. What do you got? General, I would like to see if what what I don't know where the rumor came about Mbappe. But he came out and said he didn't say that. So I would like to know where that came from. But where there's smoke, there's fire. I want to see what happens with him. Um, uh, for Arsenal, I don't know if you can. I don't. I don't know if you can get this done. But I know we talked about Declan Rice last week. But they're talking about Declan Rice and Caicedo, <laughs> Brighton, uh, getting them both. If you're able to pull yeah. that off, that's that's incredible. That'd be different. I think that they're, yeah. they're saying they're saying rice is almost done for a hundred, which again, not my money, but it's we're getting to that point now where in about a couple of years, fringe players are going to be are be being sold for 70, 80. But anyways, whatever. So those are my two right there. If, um Isaido yeah. and Rice join the midfield with Thomas Partey and and, and Martin Odegaard. It's going to be deadly for. How about you? What are you looking forward to as a general transfer and maybe something for your team? General transfer, I really just see. I mean, I think it's pretty much sealed now that Kylian Mbappe will go to Real Madrid. You I, think so? I think it's. I think so. I think it's just where else could he go? You know. Um, I think that's done. I think it's done. And maybe, you know, he said it too, Alfonso Davies, maybe to Real Madrid. You know, who knows? But um, uh, in terms of AC Milan, well, now that we're on budget again and shoestring, this is really disappointing. But, um, you know, I have. There's, a, there's a lot of players, free agents that are free, Joe. Lots. Right. So, but let's go with, you know, I'd love to see Marcus Turan. Love to yeah. see him. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, again, we're going realistic, right? So, Marks, that'd be great. Gundigan's available. Conte's Oof. available. Like, those guys are available, Joe. Make an offer. Well, uh, no tran no offer. transfer fee. Uh, it's just yeah, shockingly for me about <laughs> that. But, yeah, so we'll go dreamland. They, they say things are okay. But, Taram, I'd love to see there. Yeah. Um, love to see Marcus Turan. I think he did very well in Italy. And of course, again, one that's maybe not as you know flashy for non-Serie A fans, but De, uh, Davide Fratesi from 
Sassuolo. Mm. Uh, good young, bright midfielder. He will be with the national team um, this week, tomorrow, in the Nations League game. So I uh, would love to see. Spain, don't you? You play Spain? Italy plays Spain, which will be very, very tough. Today was 4-2 for Croatia over the Netherlands. So, yeah. Yeah, but that those are the ones I think that that those again. So one one more mainstream, then another one that would be a nice one to see there. But yeah. who knows? Again, Joe, the theme of the podcast: stranger things have happened. Stranger Messi's things. in it's Miami, so Messi's <laughs> in the MLS. It's it's crazy times. It's crazy times. Insigne only has three goals out of a nineteen. It's crazy time. Good one last uh, week. Though. I think it should have been saved, but there's only one Joe. There's only one place that ball's going. There's only and one it, place that ball's going. Yeah, it's the only thing. It's the only thing he's looking to do. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be able to shuffle over there and catch that, but whatever. Good goal. At least it went in, right? So, what can you say, um, guys? If you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. It's free. Read the at sign football weekly pod. If you're looking for handles on on um on youtube we are at football weekly pod on all platforms uh instagram tiktok twitter and youtube of course you can see scrolling at the bottom soccer max go see max and ross for your soccer needs i know this outdoor season has just begun if you need anything there go see those guys um tell them you listen to the football weekly podcast see what happens um if you don't have any one of those social media platforms and you want to, and you still want to listen to us, we're still on Spotify. We're still on Amazon music, Apple music, tune in player FM. Um, we're on all the platforms you use to get podcasts. Um, I don't know, Joe, this might be the, this might be the last one for a while. There's not really the much going one. on. Right. So, um, last one for a while. Yeah, we'll take a couple of weeks off, I guess, and then we'll come back with any transfers or if yeah. something happens at TFC and they go on a 30-game winning streak or something like that, we can definitely talk about that. But, Joe, the this, this season, I was talking to um, to somebody on, on, our, on our team, the new season's right around the corner, August. August, second week August. in August. So August. Right around the corner. Yeah. So guess what? You might no. see me, right? New thing for... Uh, what well, Reggie for next year is maybe me at, at Soccer Max and Reggie That's right. right there. Look for that. That's right. Look for that. So yeah, definitely look for that. We're 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 in we're in talks to get Joe to do the show from Soccer Max. I will be at Soccer Max to do the show. So okay. um, we'll we'll definitely do a show together there as well. Um, come by and see us. We'll 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 announce it on the show when we're there. But uh, yeah, guys, that's it. I mean. Uh, like we said, a couple of weeks off, three weeks off maybe, and then we'll come back with any new, new transfer information and then we'll get ramped up for the uh, for, the, for the, the end of the silly season and the beginning of the real season, Community Shield, City versus Arsenal. Let's watch that. Ooh. So, guys, have a great three weeks, great summer. If we don't see you or hear from us uh, in the meantime, um, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks.